0: No helicopters have been procured for me to go to golf course. Thank you. I've never said he wasn't a great politician. I'm just saying he's a s. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How'd you play out there today? Uh, well, I found the conditions challenging. Mostly because there's no grass on the golf course. But there never has been.
1: I'm thinking about the swag bag. And I love yeah. the swag bag.
0: Tre- when well, you got three crevices on the green. Your course is trash. What's happening folks? Welcome back Beltway Golfer with Alex Dixon, episode three. Thanks everyone for joining me. Um, Let's start off with a couple updates. The big one, National Links Trust wins the RFP to operate the three Washington D.C. public golf courses on National Park Service land, East Potomac Park, Rock Creek, and Langston. This is just huge news, super exciting. They announced it on Monday of this week. Uh, Still tons of work to do. Uh, They still have to negotiate the master lease, but they have been chosen to be the operator of the three courses moving forward. For folks that uh, have been following this from the beginning, especially ones Um, that are here locally, Um, National Links Trust was not necessarily the favorite to win this bid. Even though they brought in this laundry list of heavy hitters within the golf world, the main competing bid, Federal City Council, uh, has been working on this and trying to uh, win this contract with the National Park Service for years. Um, Really, it was Federal City Council's efforts that initiated this RFP through negotiations uh, with the National Park Service several years ago. So, uh, you know, even at, so after my first episode sitting down with Mike McCartan, I got uh, no less than three messages, direct messages that said, you know, either I know someone on the inside or I've talked to some people that, that, that know some stuff or I have some inside information and there, there's really no shot National Links Trust is going to win this thing or they're a long shot. So, a lot of folks, even up until Monday, didn't think that National Links Trust was going to win. Uh, despite the fact that we now have Tom Doak and Renaissance Golf Design coming in to do the work on East Potomac Park. We have Gil Hance and his team coming in to do work on Rock Creek. And Bo Welling uh, and his team going to come in and do some work on Langston. Uh, and and, Beau, and I, I mentioned this, or um, uh, Mike mentioned this at the end of episode one, Bo Welling is the lead course designer for Tiger Woods Golf Design. So who knows where that leads? Um, this is just, it's incredibly exciting news. It's huge news for municipal golf, not just in Washington DC and the DMV, but in the country. This immediately becomes um, really the, the most important and the most watched uh, municipal golf project in the country. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of work being done right now at Cobbs Creek up in Philadelphia, which is, a, which is another really interesting one. It's actually Gil Hans as well, uh, who's doing that work. Uh, but this is the nation's capital. This is three golf courses done by three different prominent designers Um, it's just incredibly exciting so over the course of this project um, you know we're gonna we're we're gonna work to ensure that we have uh, mike on again that we have other members of the national links trust uh, team on beltway golfer um, hopefully as recurring guests and you know as this project progresses uh continue continue to get updates um, you know, from the team and, and, and live from the courses. Uh, so that's just uh, crazy excited. We couldn't be more excited. Um, Fort Belvoir, Ben Ellis. Thanks everyone for listening to episode two with Ben. Um, got a lot of great feedback. Sounds like Fort Belvoir is getting close to finally reopening by the time this airs. Um, they may have announced it sounds like uh, hopefully next week um, Fort Belvoir will finally reopen. So keep an eye out for that and when they do, uh, I, again, I urge everyone to go down and play it. Ben's got it in great shape. 36 holes go down. If you haven't um, at all, or if you haven't recently, um, go pay him a visit and check it out. Today's episode, episode three, we've got an awesome guest, John Eisman, Eisman Golf Academy. Uh, we went down to his brand new teaching studio right to the uh, on the end of the driving range at Laurel Hill Golf Course in Lorton, Virginia. Um, John... Um, has had his golf academy for several years he just got named a golf digests um, list of top teachers in the state of Virginia for 2019-2020 um, so it, it was really exciting to to sit down and talk with him and we had a great conversation uh, he's got uh, a lot of a lot of cool insights and he's got a lot of a lot of stud players as, as, as students so I uh, hope you enjoy it check it out John Eisman Eisman Golf Academy here you go we're here at Laurel Hill Golf Course in Lorton, Virginia with John Eisman. Yeah. At the John, or excuse me, at the Eisman Golf Academy. <laughs> That's right. In um, this um, brand new, can I call it brand new? Brand new, studio? brand spanking new. Absolutely,
1: uh, opened in March. So we're, well, it opened in March, but technically we opened in June,
0: so. Is that what construction was done in March? Construction was done in March.
1: We after permits and all that stuff a little battling with the county i think construction started in january probably got, um, got done right in march right in time for spring so but with the little lockdown break in between
0: but the eisman golf academy has been at laurel hill for for some time we've actually been this is our second
1: season here second season. this will be our second full season the eisman golf academy has been around since 2015. Um, we were at Twin Lakes Golf Course, which we still are. Okay. Uh, Chris Upham, uh, our assistant, runs uh, Twin Lakes operation, and we had—I had my eye on Laurel Hill, um, just because the property itself, and uh, and we—we we really wasn't here as much as instruction, so we felt like this would be a good combination and a good place to really put up the studio. we got good players that come in here too. So it kind of fit our profile a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so when we're working with guys and then they can go right out here and play 7,300 yards if they want or more, uh, it's kind of helpful. So.
0: This, is, this is a tremendous spot for those. Yeah. Um, I think most local golfers are very familiar with Laurel Hill, yeah. but for those that aren't, this is one of the, the best municipal golf courses, you know, certainly in the area, but arguably a, in the country. Yeah,
1: it's a hidden gem. It really is. It's, um, I mean, they held the US last, I think one of the last USGA Pub Links here. Um, but if you haven't been here, it's a phenomenal track. Um, it, it really is a great layout. It's a golf course you can play every day, too. Sure. Don't get
0: bored out here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as long as you want out here, as much as you can eat. So. so you've got, and it's not at the I Aspen mean, Golf Academy. It's not just you. You've got you've got a, a team of instructors. We do, you we got, do, uh,
1: we do. We have Chris Upham that runs our Twin Lakes location. one Suckery, who's my assistant here. We're we're growing as we get busier and busier. We're growing. I think that um, the, the best part about having academy is you, you always have instructors. I think that want to come on board and we just we you know we, we just try to find the right matchup for us it's yeah. more communication it's more i like the young instructors um those willing to learn um you know i kind of like that that brand of instructor that's looking it's different and sure. golf instruction isn't for everybody yeah there's a big difference between being a golf professional and being a golf instructor um this kind of beats you up where's you out to live and nothing against being a golf professional those guys work hard too but it i think it takes a certain person and personality to really be a full-time golf instructor. And you're out in the weather, you're getting beat up. Um, you, you know, you're, you, you really kind of have to present yourself every day on top of your game. No one wants a bad lesson. Sure. And there's no golf instructor out there planning to give a bad lesson, but it's, it's, it's just different. Is tip. there
0: pressure in that? You know, I sign up for a lesson, yeah. and I'm expecting to get better. I mean, do you, do you no, feel that
1: pressure? Not anymore. Not anymore. I probably, you know, my young guys probably feel it. I think, you know, you get to a point in your career where there's, um, you know, they say it all the time in golf instruction. There's that do no harm uh, kind of thing that comes to you at a certain point when you've, you've given enough lessons. you you've seen everything. I wouldn't say we've seen everything, but there is that, that calm that kind of happens at you know in your career where you go yeah i know that i'm not going to do any harm to this really good player that comes in um but i think that takes some time i think for years um you know i I think some instructors too you still feel some of that and and sometimes sometimes that's good sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad but i do think that um the more that just the more you can kind of get through it and here's the best thing I think if, for me in my career, what I did is I went to work at a driving range.
0: Okay.
1: When you work at a driving range, you're there from sun up to sundown. There's lights on, it, so I'm there till ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got, I mean, you've got ten to eighteen lessons a day that sometimes that you could do. And then you got a class, and you've got a junior camp. This is all in the same day. And you got a good player. You got a single digit handicap player that comes in. Then you got two people that never played before you see so many different people in such a short time period sure. that that really if you could do that and do that and and be successful um that's a great training ground
0: for, for that makes for a lot golf of sense. was sports. that a range around here
1: yeah i was at oakmore oakmar golf complex
0: yeah. um so when i were you involved i know oakmar's got is it everybody golf they, they, everybody school? golf school, were you involved there. with them at, at some yeah point? absolutely you were, oh, you were, okay. absolutely um
1: When I got out of the industry, I can tell you that story. When I got out of the industry and then I got back in, um, I needed a place to teach. And um, I knew Danielson and well, they're great uh, owners of the Everybody Golf School. Um, So I I just needed a place to go where it would be busy. And I didn't have to market myself because I I didn't have a ton of people when you first get back into it. I maybe had some people that I kept as clients, but... Um, you need to go where clientele is coming to you in the beginning. So a driving range is a perfect environment for that, where they just got people signing up left and right sure. for golf instruction, and you're kind of on your own. There's no at that point, there's no like continuing education. You got you got kind of figure it, you got figure it out on your own. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a great training ground. If anybody wants to be an instructor, you get out there in a driving range and you just you just crank lessons out from sun up to sun down. It makes you really. Uh, it, it it really kind of hones your craft pretty good if you're given two lessons a day yeah um yeah it, you know i i don't know how much uh how much your brain's gonna think throughout the day as
0: you so i i'll, I'll kind of want to hear about how you how you got into it but but kind of starting now and then going backwards this has been, you know, you've seen some success here. You just got yeah. uh, ranked in, in Golf Digest. We did, yeah. Uh, one one of the best peers. teachers in, in, yeah. uh, in the state of Virginia. So yeah. congratulations. Thank that's you. awesome.
1: And that's, that's to the other instructors out there that put that out. That's totally up to them. So thank you to those those instructors. They know who they are. So yeah. um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's nice. It's nice to, it, not only is it nice to be recognized, but just by your, your fellow peers is something different. It means something a little bit more
0: do you feel like that's increased your profile a
1: bit or, or um honestly yes it probably yeah. has um I think sometimes people look in those magazines I know I did sure um as a professional uh I would go through those magazines and kind of say oh yeah these, these are the people that I may want to reach out to and contact and see what they're doing to make money sure. so um but but also in a way to learn educate from at the same
0: time so, yeah absolutely. yeah, yeah. and and so, so yeah I'd love to hear how you know a little bit more about your, your background. Yeah. How'd you, how'd you, How had you started? Yeah. It's a pretty start? strange
1: story. Um, not a lot of people know kind of what happened either. I think they might know bits and pieces, but um, I was uh, I, I was an assistant pro and I was working at uh, at Westwood Country Club in Vienna. Great great place. Uh, wonderful pros there. Glenn Brown was my head pro and I had Mike Fisher I had, I had great playing professionals to be around, which really uh, help me play better at a lot faster rate, I think there are some professionals out there head pros that really just they, they want their staff to play well, uh, not only be great you, you know to their members but also play well and that was a great opportunity for, for me to to play there uh, and work there but i was um, I was I was just kind of new into my teaching career and I was on the driving range and I was working with he was a single was my dentist at the time i won 't say his name he 's a great guy, um, but um, I was teaching him and again he 's a single digit handicapper, and he would hit like no shit like 10, 10 shanks in a row, and then he 'd pull hook one into the tennis bubble. they have a tennis bubble yep. down there, so it was, it was just kind of back and forth back and forth and and he was really struggling and I, I just had no idea what to do I, I had he asked me some questions about loft, and I just, I didn't have, I didn't have an answer for him. Mm-hmm. So for me, who wanted to be an instructor, I never really had that passion to be a head pro or um, go along the teaching or the playing side. I really wanted to teach. You know, after that lesson, I was just so, uh, you know, I kind of stuck my tail between my legs and walked back to the pro shop. And I'm like, what am I doing? I can't even, <laughs> I can't even fix it. I can't even get a guy to hit it on the club face. Right. So... Um, that day, I, I remember picking up the phone and I said, I asked a couple of the guys in there and they're wonderful guys. They were just more players. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't into the whole instruction side. That's we right. did have some great guys that, that I worked with, some old school guys that would, would teach me a couple of things, but they were, just, they were just players. They weren't right. really into the instruction side. So I said, where am I going where, where to learn from? Um, because I wasn't learning. I was going to every teaching and coaching summit, yeah. don't get me wrong, and that was great information, and I, I met wonderful people uh, through that PGA program, but um, I just, was, it just wasn't, I wasn't stuffing my toolbox <laughs> full of stuff that I could help people with. Sure. So I picked up the phone. There's this one guy in our area who was killing it with lessons. Okay. Um, he was giving everybody lessons. Um, the best juniors, I picked up the phone, said, hi, my name's John Heisman, I work at you know such and stuff. Do you mind if i come down and and just kind of shadow you and very abruptly there was a, well it's it's 650 for you to come down for the day and he hung up so, and, and i go okay i was kind of taken back a little bit but i was like well maybe he's got something that's good maybe he doesn't want to give it up mm-hmm. um and then uh so i tried another person in our area in our section and um, i couldn't even get through what i wanted to get i i was asking them hey can i come shadow you and they're like, uh, just uh, get with your head, bro. And they, and they hung up. So I just wasn't learning. Yeah. I was, if I wasn't able to fix that guy, and then yeah. I, I didn't have any escape to where to go to to kind of look at all this stuff where I could fix them...
0: Um, I was kind of lost. So and you're I, reaching out to people trying to get some help. And yeah. So, you know, and well, if, it almost it, sounds like you're trying to find like a, a mentor. Uh, sort of. In, in a
1: way. Yeah. I think I had a great mentor in business and mm-hmm. in, in customer service and, and how to run a shop. And I had great pros that worked with me, no doubt. Brendan McGrath to Mark Jansen to Glenn Brown. I had wonderful guys um, that would really support you 100%. Um, just the instruction side. And at that time, it was a different time, too. Yeah. It was... You couldn't go to YouTube and search, type sure. in a uh, frontal plane torque and get a, yeah, yeah. You, you, no one knows what any of that was. This
0: is pre. We're, we're talking what, 10, 15 years ago? This
1: is probably 2005, 2006. Yes. I went yeah. to Westwood in probably 2001. It was after September left 2002. Yeah. This is before TrackMan. Sure. So, um, So what I did is I got out of the golf industry and I went to go do a job where I was making Four, town, four times, five times the amount of money that I was doing being a golf pro. Uh-huh. Um, and I hated every minute of it. But it let me, it gave me enough time to also do my own research. And what I did at that time, Golf Digest had put out top 50 lists. Mm-hmm. And, and at that time there was email and a telephone, and I reached out to I think 20 people on that list. And I heard back from 18. Yeah. Sure, come on down, sure. Yep, you can come down and shadow me anytime you want. This is Mike Adams and David Ledbetter and Jim wow. McLean. So I I left the golf industry and I was doing another job, but at the same time I was also educating myself a little bit more on what I needed to do. I started to travel around a little bit. I went from standing on the driving range at a local club to standing in front of the one under the best instructors in the world and tour pros coming in there for you know, six or seven tour pros, and I'm just standing there with a notebook, watching these guys hit balls, listening to this instructor um, down at the Medalist Golf Club in Florida, and I'm just, I'm like a kid in a candy store. like, oh, I've never heard that before. (laughs) I just wrote everything down. I had no no idea what that instructor was talking about, but I knew there was gold there because I had never heard it before. Sure.
0: And... Who was that instructor? That was
1: Mike Adams. Mike Adams, yeah. So um, I, had, I had some good opportunities to n- not only watch, and that's the best way. I think my guys that come to work for me now, we don't make them stand over my shoulder, but they get pretty good pretty fast. Sure. Um, if you could just stand there and you can watch the interaction, you can watch the drill, you, you, can, you can listen to how they explain it. You can listen to the, playback of the, the feedback from the players saying, hey, yeah, this feels different. And then you start to go down some rabbit holes with that. Then there's like, I had never heard of the golfing machine, and I went down that rabbit hole, and then more ad schools, and now I'm in North Carolina doing these schools, and now it's just a language you're learning, That's like right. we were talking before. It's
0: just a language you're learning that you have no way to apply that language. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it
1: takes a little while to learn.
0: Do, so do you view any of those folks? Maybe Mike Adams or, or somebody else? Like, Do you view any instructors as you know, folks that have influenced well, your style? or? Well, how you for me,
1: yeah, for me, definitely um, what happens is you start to kind of follow guys that can interpret that language the best. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was Dana Dahlquist. So okay. Dana who comes here and does some? Uh, we do some golf schools, him and another instructor, Josh Koch, who's in the long drive world. Yeah. Um, they come down here twice a year. We put a golf school together. But Dana, I've been following uh, probably since about 2007. Um, the first time I saw him present uh, down at the PGA show uh, for the teaching and coaching summit, I said, well, this is a guy that I'm studying that language, but this is an instructor that applies that language the best. Mm-hmm. And I think he was probably the one that uh, more I followed in a way to not only ask questions, but to also kind of, you know, interpret that language the sure. best. And then you start to interpret your own. Yeah. Yeah. We all have to learn from somewhere. Sure, This game is passed on from grandfather to, to dad to son. And, and it's the same thing in instruction. We just yeah. don't wake up and we're good at it. It's, sure. You know, it's, it's something that's continually passed on, passed on, passed on, whether it's good information or bad information. Yep. <laughs> um, so Dana has definitely been the one for me that has not only let me grow with my own thoughts as far as the instruction, but also helped me,
0: uh, kind of steer me in the right,
1: I guess sure. in the right direction. Yeah.
0: Um, um, and now, now today, 2020, yeah. uh, the, the EGA, Eisman Golf Academy, yeah. you, you've got, um, a lot of your students are Uh, younger high school college yeah a lot of college players yeah
1: yeah we see that we we seem to like i think you the more you're in the business the more you find your own niche Mm -hmm. and and you don't get to pick it unfortunately it (laughs) it picks you Um, and i think that has just become my niche is just the better player looking to get to the next level wherever they are whether it's a top junior golfer that's trying to get there whether it's a college player whether it's a young tour professional on the developmental tour. So are these a lot of like local colleagues? Yeah. Yeah. So we teach quite a few George Mason kids, UVA kids. um, Got some kids. I would say we probably have 19 to 20 schools that we work with, but there's a lot. Then you got the online side that guys that you can help out at the same time. So um, do you do a lot of that? Do you do a lot of virtual like where you're just doing coaching? We did since March. We were doing a lot of it because we were (laughs) home. But yeah, it's it's, it's a different type of fun for an instructor because you can't really see the result. You can't see uh, what that player is, is kind of just how they're communicating that feedback to you as you yeah. can live. But it's a good way to get your students to educate themselves on what they need to do to improve. and. Uh, it's hard you get some bad camera angles and you're like, oh, yeah. "I
0: you know, can't help you here until there we get a better camera." To, you know, just me looking online, it seems to be there's, there's a lot of golf teacher, golf is. teachers heading that direction. And there I'm is. sure COVID-19 everyone you know yeah. having to be remote kind of jump started that.
1: No, for that, sure that there thing. is. I think you know what's interesting is there's so much information out there now. There's so much good information, I would say is the difference. It's just does that fit does that fit the profile for you? We're all out there looking, we all want distance, so we type in how we gain distance, and we're all looking for certain things. We want to spin the wedge, we want to do all this stuff. So there will always be that masses of of information that the general public wants. But now you could really find some information that's just more tailored to what you're looking for. So when I start a lesson, the first thing I say is, all right, Alex, what are you, what are you looking for? What do you want? I think before golf instruction was, okay, player, Get out here and hit. We're going to tell you. We're going to tell you what you need. Um, and I think that's this kind of a problem. Yeah. Maybe that player didn't need that. Right. That grip change. Sure. If you were to if you were to stand in here and watch us teach, you'd be amazed how many grips we don't change. Yeah. We might change how you pressure the grip, but it, you know I think for years we're just chasing pictures. Yeah. Um, I remember my first office there on the at the. Uh, the golf at the uh, driving range we just had pictures of you know the golf digest swing sequences mm-hmm. and we're like well you don't look like that so you need to look like that right. uh, you're kind of built like this so you need to put it there but now it's different now it's it's more what you want if you're a 20 handicapper we can still ask you that same question everybody will say the same answer and con- i want to be consistent
0: but... but especially seeing seeing your niche is um you know, younger golfers that are are, are coming of age and and, and maybe a lot of times relatively new to the game or or just getting really good at the game, I should say? I think they're just starting to kind of find their own game and they're just starting to see success. But a huge thing in golf, certainly recently, is distance, yeah. speed, yeah. you know, using the ground as, yeah. as leverage to create more speed. I, 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 would, I don't know, I'm asking, yeah. but I, you know, like in, in basketball, everyone sees Steph Curry hitting half court shots right. and that's what every kid wants to do now. <laughs> right. Is, right. Is, is that the same with, with kids in golf?
1: Absolutely, because we're starting to see the benefits of that. So before I would say that it'd be great if you're a long player, but was there really a ton of proof that because you're long, you were a better player? or that it would take strokes off your game. Now that everything's being measured, we do know that distance makes a big difference. Whether you're a PGA Tour player and you're you're Bryson DeChambeau bulking up to 240, or or you're going to play uh, a US kids tournament. If you're longer than the next guy or girl, it is a huge benefit. So yeah, with the technology that we have, I think it's kind of cool that we can now you know, especially with Swing Cat and what we're doing with Swing Cat and how we're measuring all this force and torque and directional motion. Um, it's pretty unique instead of us just yeah. you know, putting the video camera on you out there in the range and going, Well, that looks good to me <laughs> but can we really get ten more miles an hour without with that iron? We probably could with sure. this tech. So, so let's nature.
0: talk about the tech for a second. Yeah. Swing cat, swing catalyst. Yes, yeah, I, 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 I didn't and still don't know anything about yeah, it. I, I know that's what I'm watching when I see your videos online, <laughs> yeah. but what it tells yeah, me? Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's a lot of information up there too. And, and, and it's definitely more for the, go, for the instructor than the golfer. The, the cool part about swing cat is it takes, it, it takes the golfer in time and it tells us the input and output of the ground during the golf swing. Mm -hmm. So we could look at a golfer and we could say, man, you know, this player's coming in, they're hitting a certain shot. Um, Why don't they have a lot of torque in their golf swing? Why do they not have a lot of verticals pushing up and down out of the ground? Um, Why don't they have some horizontal motion? Basically, this is proof that you need to move in your golf swing. Momentum is okay. So when I was playing golf, I was taught to keep my keep my legs bent stay in a box you know put that barrel around your waist rotate as much as you can around your spine angle and don't move sure i think we're all kind of taught that yeah. right or what do you hear out there oh you're sure. moving your head you're moving all over the place this is this is measurement and actual feedback that movement and momentum
0: so I mean, is, that, that's is taking you to account like you. weight distribution and, and, yeah
1: it's counting in pressure and how you move from the right side to the left side Sure. Um, how you're torquing across the plate, how you're pushing in and down, in and out of the plate, so in and out of the ground. Yeah. So everything that we walk on on the golf course is a power source. Sure. Um, sometimes it screws with us because the ball's above our feet, below our feet, we don't use that power source as well. But you've got 18 shots out there that you can use the ground pretty good With you play a decent tee box um, or you hit a few fairways. Right. So it's really changed the game for me as an instructor.
0: Is that from, a relatively new piece of tech? It is a new piece of technology,
1: and it's only getting better. Yeah. And eventually, they probably won't need guys like me in the future. You'll have it on your, you'll have it on your cell phone, and it'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And Then we'll just, we'll be here to turn the lights on and, and turn the buttons off. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's it's really a game changer for me, because um, the more I can see, the more we can, the more
0: yeah. we can fix it as we go. We'll so. pause a second. Sorry, we got a mower. Yeah, and that's the the power of editing. We can,
1: <laughs> but. When you match that with TrackMan,
0: yeah.
1: when you take that swing catalyst data or any ground data that you can use and you match it to a launch monitor, that's where you're kind of making magic. Got it. That's where the golfer himself or herself can really not only see the difference. I, yeah. I think when people come in for a lesson, they want to know that when I walk out of here, I've seen a result. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard for us to say, yeah, you know, that looks really good, but just just bang that out on the range for two weeks and you'll start to see it. Yeah. We can't say that. Yeah. Uh, we can't. We can, but I think that golfer needs to see the proof. And this is not only measurement and data, but they can see the difference right away. Yeah. And I think that's. And awesome. you get the
0: TrackMan in here. That's, yep. a, there's a, that's a competitive industry these days. There's it a is. A lot of launch monitors, but TrackMan's track kind
1: of TrackMan for us has, has been a big uh, big game changer as well in the instruction world. Um, again, it, it shows those little things that we, can't, we just can't see. When it throws out 22 parameters, as an instructor, you have to know how to teach to that yeah. um, instead of just kind of looking at the numbers saying, well, here's a mold, you should probably fit in here. Right. I think good instructors take that, that information um, and they find those small little details that will make the biggest difference. I mean, for us, for good players, we're really not trying to add a lot of things. We're, we're, we're primarily trying to take some things out. Yeah. Um, you know, we want them to get back to a, you know more of an aggressive swing as they did as a kid. Um, you, you know, you see every kid out there that's a pretty decent golfer standing straight up on their legs at impact. Yeah. You know, standing straight up and it, using the ground, and then we're kind of taught out of that as we get sure. as we grow, and, and we say, well, you don't need to move that much. You know, you're much bigger now. You should we should keep that instinct. Uh, keep moving in there
0: and so you also outside of the eisman golf academy you're uh, you recently became the head coach of madison high, madison golf high team. school
1: yeah so um i, w- I graduated from madison 95 which is uh so it's great to be back and one suck and uh, graduated from madison as well and, and chris also helps us so the, the cool part is um you know we go out to a golf tournament for madison and we also teach you know quite a bit of the field out there as our students which is really a lot of fun Um, so we wanted to kind of get back into
0: the coaching element because are the opposing coaches aware (laughs) that you might also be coaching? Uh, I think so, but
1: hopefully they're, they're, we're not coaching them at that time. So, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that we're trying to help out as many, as many young young golfers as we can and being involved with coaching because coaching and instruction is totally different. Yeah. So I've always in love. I, I, I really enjoyed the coaching part. I coached at Flint Hill School back in the day as well, and Madison yeah. before. So I always miss the coaching element because it's sure. so different than instruction. Um, it's, it's more of, a, you know, you're, you're more of a cheerleader at some point. You're mm-hmm. more trying to motivate the kids instead of, like, get them to do certain mechanics. Yeah. But it's really fun to go to a, a tournament again and see all of our students out there playing well. I mean, we really, I get a benefit again from... The reason I do this is is I I just enjoy when my students get better, sure. when they play better. Whether they text or call or they post something, um, to me it's it, it it's it, it makes it all worth it.
0: And you uh, looking for new students, opening new students? O-
1: always, okay. <laughs> always. We're we're busy now, obviously with the launch of the studio. We we've, we've been really picking up business. Uh, sure. I, I think people are more comfortable getting now. Golf is one of the activities I think that we're. Starting to feel more comfortable doing, yeah. um, you're able to social distance pretty easily. Sure. Um, so I think uh, you know golf lessons go with golf. So if golf is booming, usually yeah. golf instruction is booming at the same time.
0: You so. got what, any any future plans? Obviously, this was this was a big one. This is a big, <laughs> a big this one. Place yeah. is, this place is impressive. Yeah. The place need to come yeah.
1: Up. I always have future plans. I always have some stuff under my belt that I, I feel like we want to get to, as personally myself and and as a as the academy. Um, we want to offer the general public uh, the best possible golf lesson that they can get, and I think uh, in this environment where we are, I think we're pretty close to we're
0: pretty close to doing that for sure. Yeah. So no, this is great. Uh, website: Eisman Golf Academy.
1: EismanGolfAcademy.com. Golf Academy uh, dot com. We're going to start posting our uh, videos on there. Okay. Um, I've never been really big into posting videos and tips because everybody's so different and then Mm -hmm. I don't want to be like, well, I went to that Eisman page and I got this tip and I shot 112. But we are going to start to post some things that I think when you sign up as a member, it's really detailed to you as a member. Sure. Again, you know, we want everybody's fundamentals to be their own. You know, we we grip, stance, ball position, posture, is just, those are just words. Mm-hmm. Those really aren't fundamentals to golf. They're, they're, they, what you do individually is it, well, your own fundamentals.
0: What is your opinion? Or what are your thoughts when you see, obviously, you know, social media is huge. In, Instagram, especially for yeah. for golf teaching has become it really huge. Is. And, yeah. and there's folks like, you know, uh, George Gankis, who's got this massive following online. Absolutely. and you know, kind of an unorthodox style, but really, you know, he's on the cover of Golf Digest. Couple I, I ago, think it's ago. awesome.
1: I think that um, social media, that the platform to, that you have to not only show your skills, but at the same time, if you take a lesson, you can also promote us at the same time. Yeah. But I think that platform is awesome. I think that guys like Genkis, and there's more guys out there like that, um, should be rewarded for that, sure, you
0: know, sure. at the same time. So we're getting some real golf sounds out <laughs> little, here. Some, <laughs> some weed whacker stuff. Um, but no, this, we're actually out here at Laurel Hill Tuesday mornings. I actually just learned this morning that Laurel Hill opens at what time on, on Tuesday? Yeah, at 12 o'clock. So I guess that's it, always been the case. But I, yeah, I they need learn.
1: to pick the range, cut all the grass, make it look pretty for the golfers. The best day to come out here is Tuesday after everything's freshly cut. Yeah. Um, because it, it, does look, uh, it does look awesome so, out here. So we're getting sure. some
0: uh, authentic sounds with the mowers and trimmers out here. <laughs> um, but but that's exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it sounds like there's there's some big things to come with for the Heisman Golf Academy and your yes, team.
1: Yeah. And... Absolutely. We got some good stuff ahead in the pipeline, and um, you know, I, I'm I'm excited for the studio and the possibilities of what we can actually even do in here. Yeah.
0: Um, and stretch that out. So we're we're looking we're looking forward to that for sure. It's awesome. Uh, well, listen. Um, this has been great. I really yeah, appreciate you uh, your, your being one thank of my you. first guests here on Absolutely, i do it. Absolutely, appreciate and uh, I encourage everyone to come out, check out the studio, uh, sign up, find, find the uh, the EGA, and yeah, you know, get yourself better. That's right. <laughs> I need I need some help too. So eventually, maybe my sisters can help my
1: game too. So, but no, we're excited. So, uh, you know, I think again, um, we're kind of pushing the envelope as far as tech and all that stuff. So we're we're trying to kind of be a little little ahead of the curve as far as golf instruction. Awesome. Goes. So congratulations on Thank the studio. You. This Thank has been you. great. I Thank appreciate you. that. All
0: right Thank John you. I gotta Johnny Jackson's ideas. I
1: don't have a good golf game, but I don't really care. I'm a
0: I'm a regular dude living in DC and I wanna know about DC centric golf stuff. If you can tell me something that
1: I don't already know, then that is great for me. I don't want the regular stuff, I want exciting stuff. I want different stuff. I don't want stuff I can't hear elsewhere, but I want it to be about DC golf.